2: All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to the Wombo Combo Podcast. That's right. I'm Preaky CPK, joined as always by BSJ, and we are here back once again on now Monday. Looking forward to talking some more competitive-focused Dota 2 news. So thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Obviously, uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in, especially if you haven't followed the channel yet. Feel free to do so. It lets you know when we are live, amongst other podcasts in the esports realm, but especially this one, of course, focusing on Dota 2. Uh, as always, OBSJ, how you doing, buddy?
3: I'm doing great. I got some <clears throat> recently purchased key lime cookies, and they are absolutely delicious that I've decided mm. to snack on just now in a very professional manner. Uh, otherwise, I'm great. Just uh, been all, you know, living the streamer life and uh, and such. So, been nice in New York. It's kind of weird, but. Obviously, everyone's in face masks and everything. And then, yeah, there's most places aren't very busy because everyone's inside. So, uh, the hour or two that I am outside every day, just like seeing New York barren, it's kind of weird. So, I bet,
2: yeah, it's good. It, it, this weekend for our, our myself, uh, my family, and I, we the weather was amazing it's the first like really good weather that we've had all year and but uh, obviously with everything going on it's a little unique uh, you know you can't really go you know go to the beach go to the park although some people are. That's a whole other story. But we made a point to stay at home and uh, just enjoy the the way that we could uh, in our backyard. So we, we did some grilling, you know, hung out and enjoyed it, uh, walking the dog around, et cetera. So it, it was a good weekend here as well, making the best of the, the situation here. And Yeah, it, I'm only really getting to go outside for, like, an occasional run and then,
3: uh, like, grocery store and stuff. But just yeah. for, like, the necessities, but that's that's the time we live in, and it's all good.
2: And I think the, as people are even pointing out, myself, and I'm sure you, uh, the lack of haircuts are uh, definitely oh, starting absolutely. to be noticeable.
3: <laughs> what I uh, I started, this is what my hair looked like when I was in high school. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, like my, my head hair, obviously my facial hair, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a whole other story, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, like, why... You can't get your hair cut anywhere, so unless you're doing it yourself, I think it probably looks better like this than it does with me trying to cut it. Right. So, uh, not
2: just that that's saying much, but yeah. Do as you can with it. So yeah. Luckily, my my wife has been a uh, but has been fine. Fine. We we've done this idea like you know let's just grow it out. Let's see how it looks. So we'll see ultimately uh, what the reaction is, and maybe. She'll get to the point where it's like, I gotta cut it. I gotta cut it down. But it hasn't hit that point yet, thankfully. So yeah, uh, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. We are. Well, someplace uh we're not getting to. <laughs> Alright, so let's kick off the show here with uh some big news that came out this last week. Um Valve officially announcing that the international is postponed. Uh, that's how we'll put it. Um again, this is it's it's not. The most surprising news ever. These last couple of shows, even you and I have been discussing the possibility. In fact, last show, we, we definitely had brought it up. We had some discussion on it. You know, what could they possibly do, etc. cetera. You know, the fact that it's in Sweden, one of the few, if not the only country that's staying open in a lot of ways. It was the speculation. Maybe they are going to try something. We have absolute now. Valve made it very clear. It's not happening. It is not going to be happening. And so as they put it, at this point, they're looking to host TI-10 in 2021, sometime earlier on in 2021 would be my guess. Um, so as a result of this uh, postponement or cancellation, again, however you want to look at it, um, there's a couple you know big questions off the bat, like, well, what does that mean about the battle pass? They did state they are still planning to release a battle pass. It will be a little bit later on than hoped for. couple reasons. One, because of the postponement, but two, because their employees are working from home like everyone else. And that causes its own issues, of course. Uh, But they do plan to still have it. That 25% of that money towards the Battle Pass will go towards the TI-10 prize pool. So that is still the plan. That is still set to happen. Uh, And then they also went on further to say that they're looking to restructure this current DPC season that we're in into the fall. Uh, So... Ideally, I think, you know, reading into that, at least we could still have another, the fourth and fifth minor major cycles, potentially, even the thirds that have essentially got canceled a lot of ways, almost rescheduled, replayed, made up, basically, going into TI-10. Now, obviously, this is all just in the works right now and stuff could still be delayed further i hate to say it but you know we really don't know what what's going on right now as far as the the future goes but that's at least valve making a point that they're they're trying to take initiative finally uh not finally but they are trying to take initiative and plan around what uh, what is going on here so um yeah BSJ, what, what was your reaction when you heard all this and what are you going
3: through well, i just think the major reaction needs to be so what happens with TILF? You know, I highly doubt they're going to have TI ten in like January or February, and then TI eleven in August. You know, that doesn't sound True. like a long enough season. Nor does it. I think part of TI, just like anything like the Super Bowl, is the fact that there's a year apart with it. It really does amp up the hype and all that kind of stuff. So, and obviously the novelty aspect of the event itself. So, I I'm more concerned about that. I think all the things in the near future. It's really not too complicated. I think they're just going to, you know, the three majors that have got delayed or canceled this year are going to be reinstated for in terms like when they're going to be played at some point between now and TI10. Uh, the, I wouldn't be too surprised if they just played this ro- recent major with the rosters that were supposed to go hmm. or something like that. If there's like too many teams that are changed, maybe they'll just rehost some qualifiers. Like that to me is a question up in the air. How are they going to do that? Uh, and then, uh, you know, is it going to be like a two year recovery process where, you know, maybe TI 11 is in October or November or something. And then TI 12 is in the next August. You know what I mean? So it's like nine months between each TI, or are they just going to straight up, you know, skip TI 11 for next year where you just have like another year and a half between TIs. Mm Uh, so they either have the option to do like a year and a half, nine months, nine months, or, or like, it would be, like, a year and four months, nine months, nine months. Or, like, a year and four months and then a year and a half. You know, what, what are they going to – how are they going to work that out is the question. So, uh, I'm sure that will be answered soon enough as well. When I say soon enough, I mean, you know, before <laughs> next year <laughs> with with Valve. But uh, those are the things that immediately come to mind for me
2: that's that's interesting because that, that that is not one thing that that hit me until you're saying that but that is certainly something to think about because yeah it's if it's happening even in the January February time frame it, the likeliness that they would then host another TI six months later it does feel a little uh, a little odd um I I will I'll say this just kind of off like my initial reaction out to that statement who's to say TI needs to be in August right and like I understand the idea that Yes, for the nine TIs that we've had, it's always been in the same month, around the same dates, even, for the most part. And sure, you have comparisons like the Super Bowl, which is compared to a lot of cases, but that does usually line up within a certain time frame every single point of the year. But esports is different at the same time. A lot of ways the traditional sports have to deal with a lot of these outside factors, right, when it comes to weather, field conditions, etc., in the case of football, as I'm bringing up that example, we don't need to worry about that. So, so really, who is to say that there needs to be TI every in August? This could potentially be a changing tides of okay, we have TI, you know, in January or February, whatever it is, let's just set up the new season, and nine months later, that's the next TI, and almost start this new cycle of every nine months is a TI. Nine to ten months is a new TI. So, every year, it potentially will be a different month, but I, I'm not opposed to that. I mean, I, I, obviously, this is me kind of just reacting in the moment, but I, I could certainly see that as a reaction to what's going on here.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of ways they can go about this. I'm pretty sure when you have anything of this magnitude going on in the world, literally every business out there has to come up with some somewhere between like a two to three year recovery plan. Uh, I think it's reasonable that any time – Any hardships go on in life usually it'll take somewhere either between one to two times as long as that hardship lasted to actually uh restore back to normal it's kind of like when you get injured right so uh i i I think in this case uh valve is probably going to lay out a plan eventually and when they talk about ti 11 that's really going to establish this i think that once they establish a date for TI-10, they're probably going to say something about TI-11. I would have to imagine, or at least say, like, hey, guys, like, we're sure it's on your mind. This is what we're going to do. Or, like, we'll let you know, that, you know, this time or whatever. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just, I'm looking forward to hearing their plan. I'm sure it'll be reasonable. Everything they've done so far has been reasonable. So it's sad, obviously, to think that there's not going to be a TI first time in, 10 years that there's not going to be one but uh you know a lot of people were expressing how about they just do like an online event or something and it's like fact is ti wouldn't be ti if you removed like any of the factors of ti so i think it's much better much better that they're doing what they're doing maintain the awesomeness of the event, and uh just have it later better late than never
2: yeah, yeah, and I I agree there. I, again, that's another thing we did talk about the the fact the idea of doing it online, but then you run into the obvious issue of it have to be by region base, and and it just yeah, it's not that that feel that ATI should have or deserve. So I certainly think this is the the best best direction, arguably that they could go in considering the circumstances. Um, but yeah, it goes back to the point like they they don't even know. I'm sure it's not like they have this full game plan now of like oh this is what we're going to do. You know they they I'm sure I'm still trying to figure out lot of it out and talk it out and and see what uh, see what's going to come of it of course but um, it, it is a, certainly a very interesting development and a lot of the reactions myself and so many others where it's as, as you stated right there it's it's sad but completely understandable uh, with what we're going through but uh, the fact that they're even still trying to make up the the remaining of the season is almost the thing that I I guess that does surprise me the most and I'm glad to see because they could have easily just said you know we we're, we're going to host TI in the, what, like an October time frame or something like that and just take the DPC points as they are now and then lead into that. And, you know, we potentially could have been fine with that, but I think it is cool that they are trying to at least um, make the season as a full part still happen rather than just the uh, TI itself. So, um, yeah, cool to see uh, from Valve. Again, unfortunate, but at the same time, understandable with what uh, what is going on there. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution.
3: Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's
2: online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping, again, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot com. Promo code BLUEWIRE. So, kind of a twist on this now, we figure with this announcement coming out, um, kind of twisted into maybe a fun topic of discussion is, figured why why not talk about uh, the TIs of the past to an extent and give our personal lists uh, of TIs that we... uh, ranking ti's essentially so from worst to best now I, I'll, I'll preface this with obviously the international every year you know brings something massive to the table it is unique it's great etc so there's never really been a very bad ti at least i don't think so i mean you might have a different opinion but um i, I certainly think you could you could uh rank them as uh, at least that that's what i was able to do so so do you have a list together
3: I do not have an official
2: list, but I okay. did do some thinking prior to this stream, so I have
3: a good idea of what I'm going to say, and I'm curious to see what you say as well. So I want—I I think I'll lead off with what I think the worst TI was, okay. and I'll kind of let you maybe take the next one or two, and I'll, I'll see where you're at. Um, but my worst TI was 100% TI4. Like, <laughs> if you're looking at... I'm looking purely from like the meta perspective, Uh I'm not always the best at always linking what metas were to what TI. Uh, usually, eventually, it comes back. Like uh, it also is like what meta was around the pubs. You know, I remember with TI five, Faceless Boy, Tinker were in literally every pub. Um, but then, like the main hero of the of the tournament itself was like Lena Leshrac, where Leshrac being like one of the most like being the most defining hero of TI five, Storm Spirit from Sumail and everything. But TI four. That was the Razor, Death Prophet, Shadow Shaman, Nature's Prophet meta where the games were all like push base at like 14 minutes into the game or something. So I, despite some of those games being insane with like the universe chronos, but like you said, every TI in its own right is, does have some amazingness to it. But I think that one in general, the average game was incredibly
2: boring. All right, well, B.S.J. I gotta say our lists are already looking identical. uh, Because I I, now the interesting thing is I put Ti four for for different reasons. So so it's interesting to hear the idea of that the heroes that were picked throughout it, et cetera, the meta that went with it. For me personally, it was more of the format of the of Ti and kind of looking back it. It hit me that this was the only time that they did a full sixteen group, everyone plays each other in the group stages, best of one. And that idea oh, wow. is just it, it was. It's very like okay, you're not really like if they did like a Swiss format, which I've definitely been advocating for the very long, that would have been great, or at least best of two, best of three potentially. Obviously, that's a lot more matches though. But yeah, so it's the only time that they've done that, and then that went into a uh, what then. The ten teams qualified uh, from there to a bracket, so not every team went to the playoffs. On top of that, only ten of the sixteen teams were in the playoffs. So the format itself was just really not a great format um, when it came to especially. Was that also event. the year that like only top eight got money? Uh, what year? Let me actually double check. That's, uh, that it, there, it was either TI four or TI three. That was the last year that only top eight got money. It was thirteenth through fourteenth got money. Only twenty one thousand, but they they got money. So no, that must have been the year before potentially. Okay, because there was one year that I know, like
3: Jimmy was at TI. I know Brax has gone to three TIs and made no
2: money. It was TI three was the last one. Yeah.
3: Okay, he's gone to like two or three <laughs> TIs and made no money. I remember That's talking brutal. to him about that. No offense to Brax, obviously. This isn't, like, trying to call them out or whatever. I just know that it, it, it's weird for people to think now where, like, 8th place is getting 700K or some shit Yeah, that, at one point, people just didn't get any money if they made it to TI and didn't get top 8. So, um, that, to me, makes, like... I automatically think that they've gotten better, like, now that you've mentioned structure, because, it's like, I, I almost always think of TIs as, like, the games and the heroes play. Like, the main thing from TI4... I remember as the meta. I remember like the uh, Sing Sing Meepo games. Like those are the things I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that was also my first TI as a spectator, which is kind of funny. Okay. Um, I never went to the other TIs, but for me, uh, like the like going to the, like the second worst TI by like in terms of meta and like heroes chosen, there is not one in my opinion that's even close to as bad as uh, TI four. So. For me, I'd almost have to go like TI1 because there's only 40 heroes in the pool. And I also like I've seen a few of the replays and stuff. And Dota back then was just was just bad, <laughs> like uh, in comparison to what it is now. Um, and even though there's like Dendi, you know, and Navi all winning that icons of the of the Dota 2 scene. I personally have no emotional connection to TI1 because I wasn't even watching Dota at the time.
2: That's fair. So what about you for a second? Um, so yeah, just to clarify, it was Newbie uh, winning TI4, Newbie over VG Gaming, oh, just yes, to, yes. for people to, to remember to help you uh, give reference over which one we're talking about there. Uh, for then going up the list, so you had TI1. I, I personally put TI2 uh, as, my, as my second one. Um, again, this goes back to, I think TI is great, etc. But th- this is... Yeah, TI4 was the obvious one for me, and then it started to get a little bit more like, okay, it's already becoming increasingly uh, more difficult. But, I I don't know, TI2, even even looking back at the teams and everything, it it was... It was very China dominated outside of NAVI, and so this is pretty a lot of the regions really having better influence when it came to the impact in the uh, in, in TI itself, especially. So um, now NAVI, of course, they were arguably one of, if not the best team, uh, going into that TI. They did end up losing in the grand finals to Invictus Gaming, uh, three to one, right there. But uh, TI two for me. It didn't necessarily do as a they got close to doing being being a repeat right off the bat, which would have been something. And obviously, changed all the storylines. What we had now with OG, but uh, but yeah, Ti two was up the list for me. Um, Do you agree that that
3: one's definitely in my bottom three or four? But there's also for me the sentimental value of that's when I did start watching Ti or watching Dota. I started playing Dota in 2012, so like two or three months prior to. Uh, the international two was when I started started playing, so I was all on the you know Navi fanboy hype train kind of thing. Uh, so for me, I just remember watching that, and I was automatically rooting for Navi just because everyone knew they were like the fan favorites and stuff. Um, and so I, I, I still remember like the initial passion that was instilled in me for Dota after watching that specific event but uh, I definitely have to lean in general as we've already kind of already done to the earlier TIs being just not as good. Um, I do think TI three is going to escape my bottom four list though. Uh, I do think TI three was like, at least the finals was just one of the most iconic series of Dota history. Um, In terms of, I'm looking at the rest of the finals, right? And I have to say that based on that, I would probably have to go with the fourth lowest being TI6. Uh, there, for me personally, I was not at that event. That's the one TI since TI4 that I have not gone to. Uh, but also, I, I don't mean to be rude to like Moo, who's like a pretty good butt of mine as well as Resolution. I think DC kind of fluked their way into that top two. And, like, Wings just dumped on them. Like, they picked, I think, Pudge Techies or something one game and then just proceeded to destroy them. So, uh, I I do think in terms of, like, the excitement at the end of the tournament, TI6 would be fourth for me and, TI like, fourth from the bottom and TI7 would be fifth from the bottom.
2: It's okay that now that's interesting so i was gonna say up until this point you you're actually very very close because again i had ti4 at the last uh then i went to ti2 and then ti1 i had in that third from the bottom seventh place however you want to look at it and then i had ti6 in the fourth from the bottom so for similar similar points there it's it it had the wing story which was amazing but yes the the fact with dc situation fluking in og the massive disappointment that they had at ti6 was I think a huge storyline there that was kind of made it, you know, really unfortunate, depressing, especially in myself, you know, being an OG fan, even back in that days like somebody else. So, um, TI six uh, there. And then, so you put TI, you would put TI seven and then X spot. Interesting. So I actually went to TI three next. So, yeah. because like you're, you're right. And the finals, if we were just ranking pure finals, it would be a top three, if not top two, Potentially top one. You get the point. It was obviously an amazing grand finals there between Alliance and Na'Vi. However, it was just a lot of that. Those were the dominant teams in that event in a lot of ways. And then they ended up meeting in the grand finals and made for such an epic uh, finals there. So I think as the event as a whole, though, um, putting it in the middle there is is certainly where where I think it's where it fits. Um, And it kind of goes back to your point, too, that a a lot of these earlier TIs understandably, are a little bit lower down the list.
3: I think, um, like, obviously, there's so many different factors. If you were to perfectly make this list, it would probably have to be, like, four or five different subsections where each section has, like, a ranking of the TIs, right? Because certain TIs, like you said, I I agree that the earlier TIs in general were less competitive, um, thus making them overall less exciting. But I also think that some teams, like, completely dudding out can sometimes be, like, fun for the event um so like a lot of my list has not only been based off of like emotional connection to the event or lack thereof but also just how much i remember it like what i remember about that event so i specifically like i uh, to be honest it was too early on in dota for me i don't remember anything else from ti3 unless you were to mention it other than the finals but i specifically remember watching those finals and they're still memed about to this day so part of me has to imagine like a lot of the other Dota 2, a lot of the other people in the Dota 2 community do share that sentiment with me. Um, but then again, I would still have to put that next, so I would do Ti six, Ti seven, then Ti three. Um, and I would say next would probably have to be Ti. It probably have to be Ti nine for me. I, I, I actually think uh, Ti nine for me was. I've talked about it a lot on stream. I've probably mentioned it on here. It's always hard to remember exactly where I mentioned things. Uh, The broadcaster perspective part of it was not (laughs) nearly as memorable as TI8. Um, Just working in a foreign country where a lot of things went wrong, a lot of miscommunications, a lot of hecticness behind the scene. That event for a lot of the talent, I know, was pretty much us just having to make sure we did our job as best we could and it left very little time for enjoyment of the events, to be honest. So okay. um, in comparison with TI8, which I'll obviously talk about a bit later, um, I think obviously OG winning their second TI is awesome, and that's why I would still put it up in the top three. I also think the the meta and like the competitiveness of the tournament itself was fantastic. Uh, so I only mentioned why I'm making it, like prior to this last few statements, I had really only mentioned why I didn't rank it first or second. Um, but it still was an incredible TI. I obviously got to be a part of it for myself, so that was in a selfish way I would still rank it highly um, because it is still an honor to be a part of TI. It's not like I regret doing it or anything. I'm just obviously comparing it to uh, the top two positions for TI for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, when I look at the meta, like the carry wisp and stuff. Like I have fond memories already of Ritsu trash talking the entire North American region for not being able to beat first pick Alk and then watching it win OG, you know, the, the upper bracket finals. Um, so that to me gives some good laughs and stuff. So, uh, a lot of funniness to that one, but, uh, that, that, that I've said enough what, what what's your third
2: okay so I, I think we're going to a point where it might just be best to, to finish it off here because okay. um, we are kind of overlapping a little bit so my so fourth place for me was actually I had TI5 Interesting. Um, okay. so I put TI5 as my fourth spot I then had TI9 as my third place so I guess that's that okay. is the same as you there uh, then I had Ti Seven as my second. Yeah, uh, so liquid bias. That, I know. That, I know. That, that's our that's our little bit of a uh, little bit of Biased difference there. there. Yeah. Now it's it, okay. Liquid bias, kind of not really, but more so. It was the only. Okay, not the only because I, I was at Ti One as I've mentioned before. Technically, but. TI7 was the one that I really. It was the only one that I've been to as like a true fan and enjoyed it in person and everything. So a little bit of bias there, but the atmosphere that was there with Liquid having their run against all these Chinese teams. Uh, especially it wasn't just what, you know, is it, it was like, there was, it was them VP and then like four or five Chinese teams in the remaining part of the event. Liquid I remember started
3: that tournament in the lower bracket, didn't they? Or did uh, they just lose the first upper bracket round? Is that what it was?
2: They lost the first, let, let me, let me double check now. Cause yeah, I, I wanna believe
3: be sure. they either, they were, they were one of the two. I believe they lost the first, the, upper they bracket lost round. to
2: Invictus gaming in the beginning. And then they, yeah. that's where they made their run all the way through. Yeah. To them Definitely Newbie. the sickest
3: run in TI history in that
2: Yeah, my opinion. That was, uh, yeah, absolutely. And it was not an easy run by any means. They had to go through the likes of LGD, LFY, who that going into that event and at the group stages are going to get the best team there. Then, of course, Newbie in the grand finals. They had to be VP. So, yeah, it was a hell of a run. Uh, and again, a little bit of bias because I was there in person. But uh, that's where I had them uh that's why I had TI seven in that uh second place spot. So Then that goes in to the first place, which, if I'm not mistaken, we are uh, on a connection here. But TI eight, the last one remaining. uh, It's it's hard to when when I was putting this list together, the bottom and the top for me was the easiest. The bottom with TI four, and then the top with TI eight. Absolutely, hands down, the best TI I've witnessed. It had not only the amazing run of OG. The event as a whole was was epic from the group stages to the playoffs. But then it had arguably the best grand finals we've ever seen in Dota Two. So yeah, everything was so perfect about it um, in so many ways. So yeah, Ti Eight hands down my number one for best TIs.
3: I I don't think there's much else to uh, say. I will quickly elaborate that I put Ti Five. I would put Ti Five a second. A lot of fond memories for me. I was there as a fan. Uh, obviously, North American Dota was at its prime at that time. And also, I think there were a lot of like good memes. Like that was when Secret just fucking flopped uh, in the in the playoffs. They went into the upper bracket and then like lost two series in a row. That was the time where like they all walked out in sunglasses when it was like ArtZ's eye right. puppy and uh, so like I'm just mentioning some of the failures of that event, but then I also just remember how like dominant deck was looking and it it it'll never leave my memory how they lost the tournament because their mid player couldn't play lush <laughs> like that to me says so much about dota like it it's obviously you know the nerd in me uh about like the dota meta and everything like that but if you can lose a ti because your mid player's short one hero pool of a, of uh of a super meta mid laner that's just crazy to me and then also you have the factor that that was like sumail's breakout year i think he is and will continue to be one of the most influential and iconic players in the in the entire dota 2 scene that was the whole dac with eg into obviously winning ti um but then with ti8 i just want to say as a caster like that was my first event that was my first major event really i'd only really done summit up until that point um which i'm not like taking away from summit but like (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know it's it's, it's like an hour flight. It, i'm saying it's like an hour flight for me and they flew me out because i'm living in arizona and they they're in california so it was just a very easy event they gave me their first my first shot so up until that i'd been doing these like local small summits like 16 tournaments where we're all staying in a little house or like online qualifiers and i got to do Ti8, and that to me was just an eye-opening jaw-dropping experience that i'll never forget i got to meet so many new people there it's not just like the work itself um but it's also the fact that uh like the the location vancouver was incredible and the food was incredible like everything about like honestly the games the tournament itself and everything surrounding it for me was just perfect it'll be one of the fondest memories i will ever have in my entire life so uh very like i i I agree with you on every level that you said. And then for me, there's even like an extra three or four like (laughs) emotional sentiments for me there. So
2: Yeah. It's lucky to be in a spot to to even remember, you know, you can see that line of, I was there. I mean, you were literally there. I was there watching a line like so many hundreds of thousands, millions of people even. So, um, yeah. I just remember the fourth game of the
3: finals that – Kyle and I were doing the after show for like the late night show. Yep. So we had to be there like 15 minutes prior. And so we just started walking over during game four because it was so ugly. But so we were over. both like watching it on our phone.
2: Yeah.
3: Um And like 40 minutes or like 30 minutes into the game, we're like, should we go back? <laughs> like,
2: no, should we should we go back? Like, Is Seb really like, going to carry this game? Uh,
3: yeah, and then like uh, five or ten minutes later, we're like, dude, we should go back. <laughs> so we, we ended up being back for like the last five or ten minutes of that game. And the crowd was just insane for that game, which like I only got to experience a small bit of that crowd, but absolutely mind numbing. And then uh, obviously rinse and repeat for game five, which I was there for every second of because... Just like everyone else, if you had lost faith in OG, you were not counting them out when they were down by something like five k after the landing stage or whatever in game five. So, uh, yeah, just I could I could go on for hours. I know we're probably running over a bit, so I'll I'll, I'll stop there.
2: <laughs> Never running over talking Ti. Nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, you know what? A couple more things that I had too on uh, Ti Nine. Actually, as odd as this might sound, I actually think for the the epicness of what could have been, and obviously you know, the grass is always green or whatever. But I, I was in a lot of ways rooting for LGD to go back to the grand finals to face OG over Liquid. I because sure. not only would it have given us that rematch of the previous year, of course, but in China especially that crowd would have been that much more amped. I mean, we know what the Chinese crowd unfortunately it seems it seems to be a little bit of, you know, not as high for the non-Chinese team. So, I was really looking forward to that You didn't get that, but obviously still those grand finals were were epic in their own right and certainly a great ti too. but um uh and then one other thing too that you made a point about uh, TI5. Um looking back at that, it is interesting to know that obviously you know, EG won it and everything, but going back to CDEC that was almost an OG story in itself in a lot of ways, because they actually Yeah, they were to... not favored at all going into that. No, they, they had to win a wild card, which it was a, yeah. that format that they ran up until a couple, like, three TIs ago, um, where, yeah, they had to qualify at TI, essentially, <laughs> to even make it to TI, and uh, then they go all the way to the grand final, so that was... Uh, they, they could have been the first in a lot of ways to have that storyline, but cut short by the great EG of North America. All right. Always fun to reminisce about uh, TI and good moments there. Um, so, yeah, I figured that'd be a fun fun talk to have there. Um, moving along, another, you know, l- let's just get into it because why not? Uh, another thing that we, we kind of hinted at last week and figured all right, let's just save it for you for next week. But you can kind of tie it in with, you know, the NFL draft happened recently. and
3: Oh, we're postponing this again?
2: Oh, do you, I, I? are you ready I mean uh, I am ready but at the same okay. time
3: like I'll be just as ready next week and we did talk a long time at TI so I'm, I'm fine I'm fine to we postpone did. it again if
2: you want we did we did Uh, let's postpone it you know what let, okay, let, yeah. we're going to keep the tease going <laughs> let's keep the uh, tease there going because go. yeah I think
3: we're, that we better make this freaking epic now because <laughs> at this point uh, delaying it twice for the one guy in chat that was here saying I was waiting for this uh, we, we must make it epic now.
2: It's, it's going to be epic, I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll save that for next week, though, Again, more, more discussion to be had, if anything. Uh, trying to, you know, keep, make sure we have some fun topics to talk about every show. And again, this one, the TI one, kind of came up last, last minute here. Um, but, uh, that was certainly fun, fun to go over. So, uh, we'll, we'll save that for next week. The, the one with the drafting of players and stuff. Um. But uh, I guess that we can jump into just events that are currently happening right now. Just kind of some recapping, uh, some updates of uh, the more important things that are taking place. Uh, of course, that starts with WePlay, uh, the Pushka League, that uh, is happening. Both uh, they actually have a Division One and a Division Two, but Division One, the big focus. Naturally, And the group stages are getting to a point where it's starting to wrap up there. Of course, this they got the European and the CIS regions um, by Wednesday this week. So yeah, midweek is when we'll know officially the top four teams in each of those groups advancing on to the playoffs. And then that's when the playoffs begin. So interesting storylines already throughout this event. One of the more notable ones is the fact that uh, both the OG teams, OG especially, uh, and then OG Seed, of course, they have, they're actually done. They they are. They finished at the bottom of the European region in that 6th and 7th place. Um, not the best performances from them. Uh, obviously, OG, I believe OG was using... Were they using ins for this? Hold on. I swear they were. But I might be wrong, actually.
3: (laughs) They were using one stand in, and then mid one was playing mid with 200 ping. That's uh, right.
2: And Sumail was playing carry
3: with 120 ping. And I had people come to my chat after that one. uh, Mid one had a game on Void Spirit where he played mid against Secret, and he went like 16 1 20 or something uh, with 200 ping. And everyone's like, BSJ, are you going to stop complaining about your 85 ping in Arizona now? (laughs) And I said, if he does that multiple times, then I will shut the fuck up. But uh, couldn't do it. I just refuse to believe it's overcomable. Like, uh, it's just like having nice gear for your for your sh- for sportswear like having nice shoes is like one guy's running in no shoes and the other guy's running with a nice pair of track shoes on it's like it's just not fair when both people are world-class level of team of players uh i would almost be more upset if og did well in this tournament with the given circumstances like fair for even if for my own bias of like I would look like even worse than I already feel when I look at teams like OG uh, by watching them be able to win with that many handicaps. Like that to me would just be insane. So um, obviously I don't want to ever look at these online tournaments and say these teams aren't trying, but I do, I do very seriously take into account these like handicaps that they, that certain teams will have to face. And like it's not like their group is exactly easy. Uh, it's like NIP that was Chicken Fighters. They look great at ESL Online Alliance. Uh, almost surprises me by going top of the standings. But Team Nigma was fifth. I mean that kind of says a lot about the quality of teams in the European region league. So um, it's like not you're not asking OG to beat the to to beat you know crazy or quincy crew or zoomers you're asking them to beat team Nigma, team secret team liquid team alliance so even though liquid looked really rough at the esl online tournament they clearly figured their shit out in the last couple series i would have predicted them to do well in the next tournament that they were in so yeah uh they really are a hit or miss team team the new team liquid i'm sure you're very well aware Uh um they either really have their shit together or they got nothing together it's like nowhere in between so um every tournament they ever play and i'll think top five or last
2: for them. Yeah, for sure. uh, Kyle said it bad. He actually said that similar point recently where, yeah, they Liquid, when they're on point, they, they seriously look like a top five contending team. When they're not really on point, they look like they're not even in the top 15 in the world, like top 20, arguably. So, yeah, very all over the sentiment. place.
3: First time I've ever agreed with Kyle, but <laughs> cannot deny it
2: this time around. Yeah, it's yeah they had they had the victory over Secret, which was huge, of course, and that really got people talking again. It's like, all right, Liquid's back, baby. So we'll see how long that lasts. But yeah, as you mentioned, they and Alliance are currently moving on. Uh, you have Secret, NIP, and Enigma are the three teams that are competing for those last two spots in the European region. Now, of course, NIP to reiterate, that's that new roster picking up Chicken Fighters of Charlie, Supreme, Saberlight, Aaron, Seneko. So, but the fact that NIP is even in that contesting spot, actually in a very good position to be in the top four. Uh, Enigma likely to be a team that's knocked out unless uh, some crazy stuff happens. So um, this uh, new NIP squad certainly proven to be a good pickup. And we had the discussion where, you know, picking up a team like this um, that maybe isn't as known for such an organization. Are we surprised? But you were pretty confident that it it made sense. And it certainly is uh, working out so far. I think it's fair to say, especially if they qualify for the playoffs. uh, Absolutely. In this event. So, the CIS region, on the other hand, uh, interesting uh, playing out there. Hellraiser's is actually on top. Hellraiser's current roster is Nix, Kasani, Funik, Roger, and Maposhka. Always ever-changing in the CIS region, so got to look at his rosters constantly. Um, VP Prodigy. Now, this is one of the interesting storylines here. Uh, they qualified in the... They had to qualify, they weren't in the invited team, but uh Virtus Pro having kind of a second team similar to OG Seed. Uh but a lot of familiar names on this squad, certainly, with FN, DM, Save, Ein. Um, so at least a couple of those, certainly. But yeah, they actually are looking very impressive, uh, already qualifying for the playoffs. Um Navi also already qualifying. One team that hasn't qualified yet is VP. VP, Fly to Moon, and Team Spirit are the last three remaining teams, only one of those teams. We'll go to the playoffs. So, obviously, VP, the surprising story there, especially with their very recent success out of ESL. But a couple, couple of minor patches. And then, well, yeah, there's... But how do you pronounce it? I swear, every time I see that name, I, I want to... Bait. I say well, bait. I say baited for some reason. I just like to... Uh, <laughs> for some reason, Yeah, baited. Yeah, it feels like it should be that. But, yeah, bait is not uh, doing too too hot initially, at least. But
3: The good old 0-10, the, the, the donut.
2: <sighs> yeah. Hey, knowing Denny though, he's just he's having fun, right? He's just having fun with it. Yeah, I refuse to believe there's anyone in the world that can. Like, maybe they'll <laughs> be not tilted,
3: but you cannot have fun playing Dota and losing. They're, those two things, they just don't. Like they just don't go together. Fun and losing in Dota is not a thing that actually exists. I believe. Well, they have. That's my opinion. They,
2: they have but. one more chance. They they get one more game, even though, even though they're eliminated. So maybe some life there. Maybe they'll pull a
3: liquid from uh, from Miozo. There you go.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad memories there. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the uh, we play event going on again. The playoffs and start so by next week we'll actually should uh, potentially be deep into those playoffs. So be fun to look at there and see how that's all working out. Um, Other events, not not a whole lot uh, to go over here. There's the Dota Pit uh, Online League. They have one for the China region as well as the European CIS region that they plan to do later on with a pretty hefty prize for over $150,000. So uh, China League going on right now, uh, just in the group stages. But, yeah, again, not really much to go over. Just something to keep in mind if you're looking for some Dota 2 to watch. Uh, That has uh, all the top-tier teams in China, though going at it uh and then oh yeah might as well bring this up too so an announcement happened today with uh blast dota or with blast Premier. they're actually a very popular organization that runs us uh, some successful s- counter-strike go events specifically and they just announced that they're getting involved in dota 2 and they're going to be hosting uh a dota 2 event uh, one that they call what do they call it Blast Pro Series, it looks like. Blast Pro Series? Yeah, Blast Dota's or Twitter. Okay. So it, it has something to do with bounty though. Um. Should have had this premiere. Bl- Blast premiere Yeah, Bounty Hunt. That's what it was called. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a it it's so that that's what I wanted to talk about. This real quick it, it's a unique format of sorts where it's not just your typical tournament. Uh, but they're going to be having uh, all these you know, very good teams in the European region uh, competing in best of threes. However, there's a bounty on the line every game, essentially. Um, or every series, I guess, more so. But So, a team start with $15,000, and then 40% of their bounty is up for grabs every time they compete against another. So, basically, you're putting up a portion of this quote-unquote prize pool that you have already... Every series to then be earned by the other team and take away from you.
3: Oh, I see. (laughs) So you taking the first game off of somebody is more important than taking the third game off of them or something.
2: See, I don't know if it's by game or series, though. Well, either way, I'm just
3: saying that like if you win a series, the first series is worth forty percent of fifteen grand, while the next series will be forty percent of like eleven grand, exactly nine grand or whatever. So, uh, okay, yeah, that's cool. I like that idea. It's different, right?
2: It, it's it's yeah. it's not you know not to say we, another event you know what it would be fine too, but I I like the innovation here. I like the being somewhat unique, and um, it, yeah, according to their math, they say teams can can be winning up to even ninety six thousand dollars. So that fifteen k could turn into almost a hundred k.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so weird. what I understand though is you could turn it into like seventy k, but then lose one series and drop twenty eight k of it. <laughs>
2: It's crazy, man.
3: <laughs> yeah. So if you're like if you're five and zero, there's even more incentive to like not f- screw around because yeah. you're you're risking like if you're five and zero against an zero and five team, imagine they've got like two k in the bank and you've got you know seventy something k, and suddenly like you know if you win you basically get nothing you get like five hundred dollars or whatever and if they win they get you know twenty eight grand so. Suddenly, I, I could see that getting real spicy. I like it.
2: Mm-hmm. This is fun. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this. I don't – are there dates uh, held from – oh, yeah, June 9th through the 13th. So there's even dates out there as well. Alright for go. that? So it's a little bit further down the line. But, uh, again, the announcement coming out earlier today, Event, so I figured – I want to make a point, especially with the unique format, and they definitely had success in CS:GO. So, I'm a bit of a gambling
3: man myself, so I definitely <laughs> like seeing tournaments where somehow they've turned a
2: series where it's like one team that's five and zero and one team that's zero and five, and there's a lot on the line. I like that. Well, it's you know you say that. I'm not. I'm not trying to fully advertise this event, but they actually do have a fan predict game as well to it, where five thousand dollars is going towards fans predicting uh, each of the matches somehow with some bounties involved. So, oh, okay. <laughs> even more incentive. Yeah, no, nice. So there you go. Get all your gambling needs there <laughs> from uh, the Blast Dota Bounty Hunt. All right, but that's in June, so we got some time before that. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, that pretty much, uh, does it then for this week's episode. The, uh, oh yeah, the China Pro League also happening, but once again, I've already mentioned that before, so you can check that out too. A lot, a lot of Chinese Dota certainly taking place. A lot of European CIS Dota, a lot of Chinese Dota. What, what regions are we not seeing a lot of? NA's not,
0: uh... NA
3: just had that, now. uh, beat invitational, so shout True. out to four Zoomers for taking the entire thing from uh the likes
2: of crazy and, and that's right Quincy Crew. that's right they did so smaller event there but there was some love so that, that is true. sammy boy's back is he yeah he won that tournament <laughs> all right sammy boy's back then Exactly. All right. And on that note, I think uh, that's a good spot to start officially wrapping up. Though, um, I had a fun some fun discussion today. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. As always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, feel free to follow us, even subscribe if if you would like. It does help support not only our podcast, but the podcast under the Prediction Esports umbrella. So, uh, we appreciate you tuning in as always. And again, we plan to. Keep the live recordings going every Monday here at 7 p.m. Eastern. Obviously, some slight schedule changes may happen. Uh, we'll let you know if that does. But uh, that is our default schedule. And for those uh, listening on your podcast uh, audio of choice, I want to thank you and look forward to next week's already. But to anything else? I'm good, man. All right. We're officially doing it then. Have a good night, guys. We will see you next time on the Wombo Combo Podcast.